0: Well, hi, welcome to The Christian Contrast, where we talk about how walking with Jesus leads us to live differently than the world around us. I'm Dan Franklin, and it's just me today. Um, Normally on the podcast, we have me and a guest or a couple of guests, and we'll get back to doing that again soon. But as we get into 2022, I wanted to get things rolling. And there'd been something on my heart that I wanted to talk about in this episode. And that's the question of when is it time to speak up? Um, and the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I think it, in our minds, almost all of us, regardless of our personality, we know there are times where you're supposed to speak up and there are times where you're supposed to shut up. We know that both of those exist and we have to walk with wisdom in trying to figure out when is it time to speak up and when is it time to shut up. And we also know that that there's, there's an impact. Um, there's a fallout when we fail to do either one of those. And so some of you right now, maybe it's related to things going on in our world and related to COVID or the government, or maybe even related to problems um, within the wider church and in North America, you're you're looking at things going on and you're saying, why are people not speaking up? People need to use their voice. People need to raise their voice. We're going to have things erode if people don't speak up. And there's validity to that. When people choose not to speak up, there can be horrific fallout. Um, And at the same time, I think almost all of us would agree that there's people speaking up who should not be speaking up, where you just want to say to them, you need to just turn off your social media. You need to not be waving your mouth. You you need to just stop talking. And so, what I want to do through this time, and and I'll end up talking about both, I, I want to talk about some biblical instructions, some biblical guidance for when we should speak up. And I'll end up talking about three occasions for when these things are present, that's the time to speak up. And just real quickly before I get into it, what I want to say is, as you're listening to this, try to listen to it through the grid and with the wisdom of kind of knowing yourself. Um, Some of us assume that it's always time to speak up, that it's always the right occasion to say something. And some of us are instinct and, and are kind of the, the gravitational pull that we feel is that we want to avoid situations where we need to speak up because there's risk involved and you could offend somebody and you could lose a friend and it could be awkward. So just know yourself well enough in this. Know yourself well enough to know, am I the kind of person who's going to need to be persuaded to speak up or am I the kind of person that maybe is more likely that I need to be persuaded that it's not always the appropriate time to speak up? So, with that said, for, for the rest of the time, I'm just going to talk about three times, three signs that it's time to speak up. Um, and the first is this: um, we speak up when we know what we're talking about. Um, now, let me go through a, a couple of scriptures on this. Um, James chapter 1, verses 19 through 20, famous passage. Says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. And slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Um, and so interesting. Fast to do one thing and slow to do two things. So fast to listen, quick to listen, but slow to speak and slow to become angry. And I think even though there there might be some wisdom in what James does there for those two going together, that the idea of instantly speaking without taking thoughtfulness. And instantly becoming angry, there's a relationship. And oftentimes our, our very instant instinctive words do end up coming from a place of anger. And he says the anger of man doesn't end up producing, it doesn't end up accomplishing the righteous things that God wants us to accomplish. One of the first things that we need to look at, and maybe we'll take this on the negative side first, it is not time to speak up if you don't know what you're talking about on a certain topic. Um, Despite that reality, maybe in some ways seeming very obvious, we have frequently had people speaking up with great levels of authority and confidence when it comes to medicine and when it comes to vaccines and when it comes to public policy and when it comes to all sorts of foreign issues. We have an, I don't know, I was going to say epidemic, maybe I shouldn't say that, But, but we have an absolute flurry of people speaking up on things that they don't know about. As Christians, we should pause, we should be slow to speak, partly because we don't want to speak out of anger, but partly also because we just want to make sure we actually understand the situation before we speak up on it. Um, The the book of Proverbs talks a lot about this. Throughout this episode, I'll quote Proverbs a couple times. Proverbs 18, 17 says this, in a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. And it's talking specifically about sort of the court setting that you hear, you know, maybe you hear the prosecution first, and after you're done hearing the prosecution, you think, there's no way that this person isn't guilty. I, I absolutely buy the prosecution. But then when the defense starts to speak, you say, oh, okay, now I'm starting to see that this is a bit more complicated. But we all know that this applies to life as a whole, that when you hear one side of the story, you think you understand what's happening, and you can have a high level of confidence of saying it's time to speak out because of what this person is saying is true. I need to speak out about it. We need to take a pause. We need to be slow to speak because we need to recognize that there's going to be another side to this. Now, you might hear the other side and still say, all right, the, the original thing that I heard is right, and I'm going to go with it, but we should have the wisdom to pause. Um, I, I was, uh, yesterday, I was watching some YouTube videos from um, the guy who's the, I think he's the CEO of the Babylon Bee, which, if you're familiar with it, it's it's a satirical news site that a lot of people love. I I think it's hysterical personally. Um, but one of the things he was talking about was how many of their satirical headlines that their, their their parodies. Um, end up getting believed as real things and sometimes end up getting shared and end up going viral. And, and part of it um, is, is that maybe sometimes they do a good enough job and the world is silly and crazy enough that it works. But I think also part of it is that we, we have this thing inside of us where when we see a headline or when we see some kind of news story that seems to confirm what we already suspected, we have a predisposition to just instantly believe it without questioning it. Um, A couple examples of this happening um, in in recent history. Um, There was a story back when President Trump was still in office, um, and sort of the headline that was coming out and was being shared all over and a bunch of news sites were running with was um, that President Trump had said that illegal immigrants are animals. Um, And again, major news sites, lots of people on social media just sharing that as sort of the headline. And I remember seeing it, and I just remember thinking, like, President Trump says a lot of things, but... That still was hard for me to believe. I was like, I I, I have a hard time believing that he said that. Well, look into it a little, a little bit. What he had actually said, he wasn't referring to illegal immigrants. He was referring to a specific South American gang called MS-13, who was a, a, a terribly brutal gang. I, I say were, I, I don't know that they're still around, but just this horrifically brutal gang. And he was talking about them, and he referred to them as animals. Now, here's the deal. You could say, well, you still shouldn't call any human being an animal. All right, that that might be fair enough. The big point was this. The headline was not accurate. And there were a whole bunch of people that instantly spoke and said, this cannot stand. We must stand against this when they didn't have any understanding of what they were actually standing against. Um, This happens on both sides of the aisle. Uh, I was shocked at how many times I saw that little meme shared Um, of Maxine Waters, who's who's a representative here in California um, to Congress, and uh, the the meme had her saying, um, the next Supreme Court justice should be an illegal immigrant or an illegal alien. I don't remember exactly how it was worded. I guess it wasn't a meme, but it was something that was being shared. And I just remember thinking, looking at that and saying, as outlandish as some politicians are, that one's hard for me to buy and And it took about two seconds of just googling it to realize. she She had never said this. I don't know who originally made it up. Somebody made this thing up and just shared. And once again, people that probably looked at that and already thought, so if we, with the first one, people that already were critical of President Trump and thought that he was an immoral person, they hear that he says that uh, illegal immigrants are, um, are animals and boom, they just assume that it's true. People that are critical of Maxine Waters and think that she's not very smart or think that she's radical, they see that, that she wants uh, an illegal immigrant to be the next Supreme Court Justice, boom, just believe it, share it, speak out against it. It's not time to speak until you know what you're talking about. And there's got to be some humility for us to recognize. For most of us, there are areas of life where we know a bunch of stuff, and we can speak with some level of authority and knowledge about what's going on. And then there's tons of areas of life where we know nothing. Um, I like to joke with, with anybody who thinks that I'm smart, that I like to joke like, I'm smart about maybe three or four things. That I really, I have a level of, yeah, you can kind of trust me on this. I know what I'm talking about. And then everything else, I'm like a complete idiot. I just don't know what I'm talking about. But it's wise to know that there's a lot that we don't know, because then once you've done the work of understanding what's going on, then you can have something valuable to say. Um, We need to recognize that when we see the headlines, there's more to the story Pause, be slow to speak, be slow to post, be slow to assume that you know what's going on, and then speak up once you understand what's going on because that's when you can be helpful. So number one, it's time to speak up when we understand what we're talking about. And it's not time to speak up when we're still in the dark and we're just dealing with headlines and slogans. So that's number one. Um, for Numbers 2 and 3, we're, we're going to rely heavily on Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, which I'll read in a moment. But number 2, the second thing that's about when it's time to speak up, is when it will build others up. In other words, when it will have an overall positive effect on those who are hearing. Um, let me read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. And as I said, this is going to be instrumental for the second and the third points here. Um, but here the Apostle Paul writes... Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Um, so a lot of things there at the end, but the phrase that we're kind of zeroing in on here is, but only what is helpful for building others up. The reason why we speak, the reason why we post, the reason why we make videos, the reason why we engage in conversations, the reasons why we text somebody, the reason that we do any of that is that it will bring a benefit to those who hear. And what we need to recognize is the reason as Christians that we speak is not because we need to get stuff off our chest. Um, Complaining is not productive in a wide setting. Now, I, I will give a little bit of an aside and say that Um, I I think it's very, very difficult to go through life without having some times that you do complain, um, that you do get something off your chest, that you're dealing with somebody with something with somebody in your extended family, and it's really deeply frustrated, frustrating. Um, Maybe it's even during COVID that you've got a relative who's just really hardcore on one side or the other, and you're frustrated with them and you're dealing with it. it. It probably would be helpful to complain about that. And, and here's the setting where it would be helpful. It'd be helpful to have a close friend or a spouse where you can just say, this situation or this person is so frustrating to me. It is helpful to be able to express our frustrations. And sometimes that helps us to move on. Now, it's not helpful to rant and rave and keep bringing it up all the time, but it is helpful to be able to do that. Now, what's not helpful is going on social media or getting in front of a large group of people not involved in the situation, or getting up and giving a sermon, or getting up on YouTube, whatever it is. It's not typically helpful just to go on those large settings and just complain. You are not helping anyone else. Now, now, the reason why I say sometimes it does help to get something off your chest in a, in a private situation with a close, trusted person who's going to help steer you right is because there is some value to you in doing that. That There is some value to you expressing your frustrations, gaining some perspective, being able to express a burden and have somebody else share that. There is a benefit to that. Um, but you got to recognize it's not benefiting other people. Um, even that person, if you're sort of like, I need to just complain to my spouse a little bit about this, and then I think I, I can have some perspective and get past that. That's good, but recognize that's helping you. That's not helping your spouse. Now, God willing, they can do that for you, but then when you multiply that out and you say, well, now I'm I'm saying to 362 friends on Facebook this thing, it's not helping any of them. If you're suddenly saying, well, now when I'm going to be in a group of all of my friends, I'm going to complain about this other friend, or I'm going to complain about this family member. It's not helping any of them. So what we need to recognize is when we're deciding when it's time to speak up, what we should be doing positively is we should be saying, how can I speak up in a way that brings a benefit to those who are hearing? Um, And and let me just give another little side note within this. this is true at all times, but, uh, but in particular during COVID. Um, we also should recognize that it doesn't benefit us when we are just listening to other people complain. Um, now, now, once again, sometimes you want to be the person for that person that just needs to complain and needs to get something off their chest. Um, but I, I noticed um, this a while ago. I noticed that there were certain podcasts or certain YouTubers that I was listening to, and I was kind of enjoying it because they uh, agreed with me on almost everything. And so I enjoyed listening to them because I was like, these guys are so smart, they agree with me. Um, But after a while, what I had to realize was it, it wasn't actually building me up, it wasn't actually benefiting me, and sometimes it was just firing me up more. So in the same sense that we need to look at it and say, me just complaining to a big group of people is not building them up. We need to recognize we are not built up by just listening to people complain, even if their complaints are our complaints also. Um, they become the avatar of our anger, and it doesn't end up helping us or building us up. Um, now, what we do need to recognize is um, people are starving to be built up. Um, you know, part of what Proverbs talks about is the idea that the power of life and death is in the tongue, is in our words. And it's easy for me to believe, all right, the power of death is it. Like, I I know. I could say things that would absolutely shred people and would be deeply hurtful to them. I do buy that. I've seen that happen. But that means the power of life is also in the tongue, in our words. There are people starving to be built up, starving for some kind of affirmation, for some kind of value to be shown to them. Um, One of the things that that in my family that we do um, somewhat frequently at the dinner table is we just go around and do compliments. And uh, But by the end of the time we're done, there's five of us, um, everyone's given a compliment, everyone's received a compliment. And sometimes the things, e- even with my sons, you know, who are 9 and 14 and 17, sometimes the things that they say are really, really meaningful. And they're also accurate. They're not just making things up. It's not just a bunch of fluff. And I've been struck consistently where, where I've started this time. I, I've started the, all right, we're going to do compliments today at dinner, um, in order to see... My kids and my wife built up, but I I have to sort of admit, man, I come away having received a compliment from either one of my sons or from my wife, and it it absolutely stirs my heart and gives me life. People are starving for positive, life-giving words. So part of what we should be doing, there's so many things when we think as Christians, like, all right, how am I supposed to use my words that we can think of negatively? All right, don't lie, and don't use obscene language, and don't tell dirty jokes, and, and don't do these different things, and don't speak out of turn. We need to recognize that there are a wealth of people who are desperate to hear something that will build them up. And we have the power of life in our tongues, and we want to be able to use that for life-giving words. Um, now, now, here's the clarification, though um building others up and using words for the building up of others doesn't mean that we're always telling people things that they want to hear it doesn't mean that we're just affirming people and making them feel better in the moment sometimes building others up means that we're telling them challenging or difficult things but it's so that they will be built up um and i just that uh, there's somebody on my mind right now who who i remember um him coming to me at a place where his marriage was in a dark place, um, difficult for him, difficult for his wife, um, and he was seriously thinking it might just be best um, to get out. And I think maybe even was looking at me and, and thinking, can I get some permission here just to go ahead and get out, um, which I didn't give him. That there was, It would have been wrong for me to give him that counsel to say, yeah, just get out. And and thank God he, he responded, not just to me, but he responded to other Christian brothers and responded to the Lord, and their marriage is in a really good place right now. Um, but I just remember in that moment, what I had to call him to do was to persevere in his calling to be a godly husband and to love his wife, even through some really challenging things from both him and from her. Um, it was a moment where it wasn't what he wanted to hear, and, and he let me know, like, that's not really what I was hoping you were going to say but it ended up resulting in the building up of this brother. Sometimes the building up is hard news. I remember, I'll I'll never forget this. This was back when I was in college. There was this guy um, that I barely knew. I I, I wish I remembered his name, but but I don't remember his name. Um, I was back home um, from college for the summer and I was hanging out with the college group and there was this guy who had joined. I didn't really know him very well. And uh, he had shared at one college group meeting that, uh, that he was a smoker, but he wanted to quit smoking and wanted to ask the group to, to help him with that. Um, and again, didn't really know this guy. We, we went on, a, um, on sort of like a bonfire beach time a few weeks later and we were all hanging out, singing songs around the bonfire, and he slipped away and, and was sort of still within talking distance, but he slipped away to smoke a cigarette. And I just remember thinking like, all right, this guy has literally said to us, he wants us to help him stop doing this. I feel like it's time to say something. I feel like it's time to speak up. And so I went over to him and just kind of said, hey, I don't want to be mean, but I know you said you were going to try to quit smoking. And And it was funny how quickly the, the excuses started coming out right away. And he was just like, yeah, uh, I, I am trying to stop, but this is maybe my last one. And I was already ready to back off. Like, I, I barely know you. Maybe I've overstepped. And then the oddest thing happened. Um, then he said, you know what? And he took the cigarette out of his mouth, put it down on the ground, stomped it, and then just wrapped me up in like the biggest bear hug I've ever had. And this was like this great big fat guy who was just wrapping me up, hugging me, because I'd spoken up at a time where it built him up to have somebody speak up. Speak up when the occasion calls for it, because people will be built up in Christ by our words. So first of all, hey, we speak up when we know what we're talking about and not until then. We speak up when it's going to build up others around us. And finally, the third thing is we speak up when the moment calls for it, which basically means this. um, There's truth and it's not always time to say that truth. Um, You don't lie, but you don't always say every true thing that you could say, because you've got to look at the situation and say, does the moment call for it? And once again, in Ephesians 4.29, he addresses this. He says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up, we already covered that part, according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen, according to their needs, or some translations, according to the need of the moment. Um Proverbs 1523 says this: a person finds joy in giving an apt reply. How good is a timely word. There are occasions where it's appropriate, where where the word for the moment, where, where the message for the moment is ready and where it's going to build up because the person is ready for it right then. Um, we also know that there are times where it's it's not appropriate. There are true things that you can say that just aren't appropriate for the moment. And right now, as I'm recording this, and and I'm sure when when we post it, we're we're reading through the Book of Job as a church family. And um, just uh, last night, we were talking about it at the dinner table. And um, and my my son Matt, I'd asked him to share something that stood out to him, and he uh, he shared these words as part of what what he did. Job 12 verses two and three, and this is Job speaking back to his friends who are helping him through his suffering. He says, "Doubtless, you are the only people who matter, and wisdom will die with you." But I have a mind as well as you. I am not inferior to you. Who does not know these things? In other words, what Job is saying is I already know all the things that you're saying that God is good and that wicked people suffer and don't prosper in the end. I know all of these things. I'm suffering. You don't need to say, you don't need to pile on. There are times where there's a true thing that could be said, but it's just it's not the right time to say it. It's not according to the need of the moment. Um, you could have a friend who's maybe you know smoked and, and kind of like partied and, and lived hard their whole life, and suddenly they're in a situation where they're dealing with all kinds of health problems for that years later, and you're hanging out with them, and they're saying, how did this how did this happen? And you and your mind are like, are you kidding me? Like. How did this not happen before? And in your mind, you could say, well, I'll tell you how it happened. It happened because you drank. It happened because you smoked. It happened because you lived hard and didn't take care of yourself. That's not what that moment demands. Um, you, you could have somebody who who's, has a, a child, a, an adult child or maybe a teenage child who's really rebellious and has gone astray, and maybe that that parent is with you and is saying, ah, gosh, how did this happen? We we did everything right. And you know their story, and you're like, nobody would claim nobody thinks you did everything right you 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 had different things that were neglectful and chaotic and dysfunctional in your house but you've got to look at the need of the moment you've you've got to say all right it's not just that it's true is this something that is going to help right now right in this moment and sometimes the answer is no and you got to be wise enough to pull away Um, But just as there's times to stay silent in the moment, there's times where the moments call for particular truths that need to be told, particular truths that need to be championed. Um, I I don't think we as a church have walked through COVID and the pandemic perfectly, um, but I'd say there have been certain things that we've looked to emphasize as what we think is the appropriate word for the moment, that the moment requires us to speak loudly about these things. Um, One of them has been that we've gone back over and over again to the well on Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14 talks about the idea that God moves in our consciences to do different things as believers. Some of us are going to be, broadly speaking, more cautious and conservative. Some of us are going to lean more into the freedoms that we've been given and celebrate those. And what the Apostle Paul says is, we don't condemn and we don't despise one another. So we've brought up Romans 14 again and again when it comes to how we handle masks differently and how we handle vaccines differently and whether we're inside or outside and how we're handling all that. The moment demanded it, and it demanded us not only to not say bad things, but to actively say good things. Um, We felt like the moment also called for us to give the recognition to remind us all that we will all die. This is not a new reality that death is now a threat to us out there. And as believers in Jesus, we are free from the slavery to the fear of death. We felt like that's a message that we need to shout from the rooftops during this time where there's so much chaos. Um, And maybe I can just say a a third thing that we probably haven't championed enough, but we have definitely talked about, um, is that even evil and incompetent governments are still used by God to accomplish his purposes. We see this not only in, in many places throughout scripture, but we see this in the story of Jesus. We see Jesus go into the cross because corrupt governments, the, both Jewish and Roman, conspired to take him to the cross. And what they did was evil, and what they did was ignorant, and what they did, it, it's not even right to say incompetent, it was, it was truly evil. And what they did ended up being part of fulfilling the greatest thing that ever happened, which was the salvation of the world through the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I bring this up just to say there are things that we feel like in this moment these are truths that need to be said, and it would be neglectful for us not to say them, and to say them a lot, and to say them loudly. Sometimes the moment calls for certain truths to be championed. But even if you're in a situation where you're looking at something and saying, I, "I'm not sure this is the time to shout this from the rooftops," I'm not. I'm not sure this is the moment where it calls for me really to champion this idea. Um, a thing that we've got to always remember is that when, when we're put on the spot, we don't back away from testifying to hard truths. Um, you know, th- there was a couple of years ago where where this guy, Pastor Carl Lentz, went on um, went on the View, and uh, he he was a Hillsong pastor. He might still be there. Um, and he was asked point blank, sort of about whether or not abortion is a sin, um, and it's it's painful to watch. He kind of hemmed and hawed and said, "Well, you know, I, I would want to talk to somebody and know their story before I'd get into what's a sin and who decides what a sin is." And I understand if you're in these situations, it's 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 easy for us to you know sort of armchair quarterback and be like, "You shouldn't have. You needed to say what was true." And and it is true. He. What he said was not good. Um, he absolutely should have said, you know what? Abortion is wrong, abortion is murder, and we have absolute compassion for anybody who's, who's walking through and, and that feels very tempting to them, but we don't equivocate on this. Um, and instead he didn't. Um, we need to recognize sometimes you're gonna be in a situation where you're like, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything because I don't see it being helpful, and then somebody's gonna put you on the spot. And when they do put you on the spot, it's time to testify for Jesus. Just as Jesus said in Matthew ten thirty two and 33, if we acknowledge him before men, he'll acknowledge us before the Father. If we deny him before men, he'll deny us before the Father. We don't back away from standing for the truth when we're put on the spot. Even if left to ourselves, we would have thought, I don't think this is the moment to say this truth. When we're put on the spot, we say those truths. Um... Some of us, based on what I've talked about here, um, need to do a lot more shutting up. We need to have a lot more situations where we say, it's not time. I need to learn more. I need to think more. I need to wait for the right moment. And some of us, based on this, we need to speak up a lot more. We need to use the voices that God has given us and the words that he's given us a lot more than we currently are. When we're gonna speak up, we need to make sure we know what we're talking about and not speak up until we do. When we speak up, we need to do it in order to build others up and not just to complain and get stuff off our chest. And when we speak up, we need to do it because the moment calls for it, not just because it happens to be accurate information. Hey, I hope that this was helpful. I know this is a big subject and I would love feedback on this, comments, questions, disagreements, courteously, if you want to do that. Um, I'll always make sure to check back on this because you can um, listen to this and you can listen to other podcast episodes on YouTube and on our app and on different settings that we have on our website. So love to get to interact with you on that. Um, look forward to the next time we're together in a couple weeks. Um, thanks so much for taking the time to listen and I'll see you next time.